On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. I'm John Sports Scott Hickman, the other half of the Texans duo. Today on this hump day, we really are ready to talk about some Texan football and how things could be on the up for Houston, depending on the remainder of the season, the outcome starting on Sunday and more. But first, guys, you know only fewer of 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football thanks to the lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing parents. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch it. I love Pepsi. I'm actually drinking a Pepsi right now, Pepsi product right now. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day because Pepsi isn't made. It's not made for Julio Jones. It's not made for Deshaun Watson. It's not made for Nick Chubb, who's returning on Sunday, and Houston has their hand full. It's not made for those who play the game. It's made for us, those who watch it. Ready to talk about Houston, the Texans, of course, and where they stand right now on Wednesday. Max Sharpen, Whitney Merciless, Dylan Cole have all been activated from the COVID-19 reserve list. Houston also signed free agent linebacker Curtis Bolton, and D.N. Kendall for trail to the practice squad by releasing wide receiver Devin Smith. A potential playoff expansion scenario, I think, is what we need to discuss today. Cody and listeners at home, and don't forget, you can check out the Locked On podcast on all of the major podcasting platforms. That's Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Megaphone, and Spotify. Actually, Spotify just bought Megaphone, so... Soon, we'll just say Spotify, and they'll be all working together. But as we had alluded to uh, last week in a couple of shows, and I want to say the week before that, the NFL has been exploring the opportunity. They were exploring the opportunity to expand the playoffs from seven, which they agreed upon earlier in the year when the CBA deal got done. We, we know they expanded it from six to seven, and now there could be a potentially eight-seed playoff for both conferences. And a lot of this will, you know, depend on how the rest of the season plays out, right? The potential playoff expansion scenario is if the coronavirus forces the cancellation of meaningful games in the final stretch of the NFL season, leaving some potential playoff teams with an uneven record, uh, and the league with no time to make up those games, the postseason field could expand to 16 games. So eight for the AFC, eight for the NFC. The likelihood this happens, Cody, and I think that's what we need to talk about because once we understand the likelihood of this happening, then we can discuss the likelihood of Houston being one of those teams that could grab that eight seed. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. You know, it, it it calls for a fun topic of conversation because we know the Houston Texans are every single week they are committed about not throwing away this 2020 season. And as of right now, going into week 10, we know that the Houston Texans are sitting at two and six. And if they beat the Cleveland Browns on Sunday, 
I will say they can possibly put themselves in a position where they can make a run for that AC. By the way, I'm used to talking about making a run for the AC with, with the NBA talking about the Houston Rockets and all that. So it's kind of weird talking about the race for the AC in the NFL. But going back to the Houston Texans side of things, John and listeners, even if the Texans do go on a second half run, the second half tear to salvage what is left of this season, I do not believe it's going to be enough to put the Houston Texans back in the playoff race. Only if they Wait, win. Can I, so can I say something towards that? If you oh, go, go right ahead. So for me, I think it's pretty high, the likelihood of this happening. I think it's high of the likelihood of expanding the games I mean, expanding the teams from seven to eight. There's a couple of reasons why. Well, we've seen games be postponed and rescheduled this season already. I'm going to break down some. We saw the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Tennessee Titans. That was moved from Sunday, October 4th to uh, Sunday, October 25th due to multiple COVID-19 test results from the Tennessee Titans. We saw the New England Patriots at the Kansas City Chiefs. That was moved from Sunday, October 4th to Monday, October 5th, due to COVID-19 test results from both sides. And then the, the main culprit in the NFL right now, we saw the Buffalo Bills at the Tennessee Titans. That was moved from Sunday, October 11th to Tuesday, October 13th, due to positive COVID-19 test results from the Titans. And the Titans could ultimately, <laughs> it's kind of funny, the Titans could ultimately, who's in our division, cause the Houston Texans the opportunity to get the HC because they've been the main team, you know, getting caught up in all of these COVID-19 uh, situations. And right now, maybe the best or 1A team in the league, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have placed four players on the COVID reserve list, including Big Ben, right? So the first alternative would be to add the 18-week to the regular season to fit any makeup games. That's for the NFL. The NFL will look to add an 18th week to the regular season to fit any makeup games. The NFL has also already canceled the Pro Bowl, which usually takes a place a week before the Super Bowl. This move has provided an extra week of availability if the playoff playoffs has to be pushed back a week. The second option would be to expand the playoff field, which would be from seven to eight. Well, how does this affect Houston? That's the, I mean, you're here at the Locked On Texas podcast. You want to know about the Texans and how things affect the Houston Texans. Well, the first thing they need to do, like you mentioned, Cody, go on a second half tear. They need to win, and winning out of eight of the last nine games will do a couple of things, right? Outside of creating the building block for next season, it would boost their chances of getting that eight seed, of course. It also, um, it also helped Miami, who already owns the first and second round picks. It'll also, you know, kind of take them away from the potential draft seeding. But also, currently, the Browns are sitting at number eight. And with the NFL and players agreeing to a seventh seed playoff format, the team that currently holds your first and second round pick, like I mentioned, the Miami Dolphins sit at seven. So if the season stopped today, Miami will get in. 
So they have a slight chance to make a run at this, especially if that eight seed is added. But first, you have to take care of business on Sunday against the five and three Cleveland Browns. Now, with Baker Mayfield status up in the air, no Odell Beckham Jr., the Browns are coming into this game with the fourth worst passing offense in the league. And I want to put emphasis on that because Houston has struggled in every phase on defense. We saw on Sunday where you allowed a rookie to throw for over 300 passing yards. So that's a problem that Houston has experienced on defense this entire year. But they're going up against a team with the fourth worst passing offense in the league. This is definitely a winnable game. And I'm going to say this is a must-win game for Houston on Sunday. They have a chance to improve to three and six. And what that'll do is that'll even your chances or create a chance for you to catch Cleveland, who's in that eighth seed, that eighth spot right now. The first thing you have to do, which is funny, is have the race to the eight. So that way, if they expand to the AC. And I think the NFL will because it'll give them an opportunity to get, especially for teams who make the playoffs, it'll give them an opportunity to get some of that money back they lost from no preseason, limited fans in stadiums. It'll allow them to make some of that revenue that has been lost over the course of 2020 going into the 2021 part of the season. It'll give them the opportunity to make that money back. Listeners, let me tell you guys something, because I think it's something that we need to discuss. Protecting my family is my number one priority. Uh, But I I want to do it safely. The people at Taser believe that a safer self-defense is better self-defense. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small and lightweight enough to carry with you or in your glove compartment or purse. Guns carry unnecessary risk for you and those around you, and even pepper spray can harm you as much as it harms the attacker. And it's often ineffective. Taser products are safer and easy to use. They use an electrical charge to immobilize the tackles for up to 30 seconds, allowing you time to escape and send emergency dispatch to your GPS location. Taser devices come loaded with features like laser-assisted targeting and emergency dispatch which will send response teams to your GPS location upon firing. More than 237,000 lives have been saved with taser networks of devices, apps, and personnel. This holiday season, protect yourself and your family with Taser's line of smart self-defense products. Taser is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get the Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Light at taser.com with promo code NFL. Say 15% now at taser.com, promo code NFL, spelled T-A-S-E-R.com, promo code NFL. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back in. Hey, guys, you know, Christmas is around the corner. Uh, the holidays are here. The city of Houston in the last few hours have just been, you know, kind of very crazy. And so protection is very important. I definitely want you guys to look at Axon Tasers. Uh, Please go to axontasers.com to get some protection for your family, uh, because we just want all of our listeners and their listeners, their family and friends to be safe. 
going to go ahead and continue over with the Cleveland Browns matchup on Sunday. We have the Locked On crossover tomorrow. But as for today, Cody, you know, I, I think it's very important to understand that this is a winnable game. This game, even though the Cleveland Browns, they sit at five and three, they've had the opportunity to exploit lesser teams. And if you look at Houston's numbers, and if you look at Houston's record, Houston is a lesser team. But offensively, Houston does not have a lesser talent, which is Deshaun Watson, which is Will Fuller, which is Brandon Cooks. I can continue to go on. Um, We know what our Achilles heel is, right? And when we look at the Cleveland Browns, who is the fourth worst passing offense in the league I I think this is one of those opportunities where we should see improvement in this game and I mentioned the Steelers game I mentioned the uh, uh, Vikings game because those two games were very winnable am I right we watched we watched those games and we knew that at some point we thought at least Houston can win this game and the Tennessee Titans game those three games were all winnable. Those three games, uh, two out of those three games, Houston led in those games. And uh, look at what the Cleveland Browns have. Let me tell you guys something. ESPN has the Browns with a 62% chance to win. They're also playing Baker Mayfield. Now, with Beckham on the field, Mayfield has completed 59% of his passes, um, just average 7.2 yards per attempt. With Beckham off the field, that number completion rate goes up to 70, nearly 71%. So it's been proven that Baker Mayfield is a much better quarterback when uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is not on the field. But why that works out for Houston is they won't have to really worry about a special talent like Odell. This would have been the prime Odell game where he reminds everybody he's still a top five receiver, but he's not here. And I don't have the fear in Jarvis Landry having one of those games because when when Odell's off the field, Mayfield has proven to want to spread the ball around to whether it's Higgins, to whether it's uh, Austin Hooper. Maybe it's hitting Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. He loves to use every weapon in his arsenal on that offense. And I think for the defense, and we're going to see more of a lot of guys, right? Jacob Martin will not be playing on Wednesday, but we will get Dylan Cole back. Uh, Jonathan Grenard, I expect to see more of him, if not more, I think around the same amount. Uh, he did play on 83% of snaps, defensive snaps on Sunday. So I can see that number hovering around 60 to 70%, maybe low, low 50s, mid 50s. Um, but I, I'm expecting to see him on Sunday. But this is a winnable game because the Browns are not good against good offenses. Yes, a quarterback like Deshaun Watson is going to exploit the Cleveland Browns defense. Matter of fact, he's going to be able to exploit the Cleveland Browns secondary, who is, by the way, is just as bad, if not just a little bit worse than what the Houston Texans have out on the field. However, even though their secondary is terrible, their front seven is not. Led by Miles Garrett, they know how to get after the quarterback. And Gary has already recorded 10 sacks on the season. And 
that is where I'm I'm having this issue of, of saying that the Houston Texans is going to come away victorious in this game because this offensive line, we don't know what version of this offensive line we're going to get every single Sunday. Some weeks they look like they have the potential to be one of the top protectors in the league. And then some games like what we saw on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars, it seems as if it's like, okay, who are we paying on this offensive line outside of Laramie Tunsil? You talked about Zach Fulton, Matt Sharpen. He has the possibility to come back on Sunday, but we really don't know how much in, I don't want to say in shape, but we really don't know if he's going to be up to par, given the fact that he's overcoming COVID, and then he has to try to basically work and work his way back up in the game. I'm just not too sure if the Texans is going to be able to, to, to put themselves in a position to exploit the Cleveland Browns secondary, because yes, we know they're going to be able to pass the ball all over the field, but in order for them to do that, they're going to have to find some kind of way to protect Deshaun Watson in order to do that. But then, you know, on the flip side of things, I think Houston's defense might be just a little bit terrible than what Cleveland is working with. Because you might not fear Jarvis Landry, but at the end of the day, that guy is a borderline all Pro Bowl receiver. And I'm pretty sure he is going to be able to have a field day on the Texans secondary. And regardless of what you feel about Baker Mayfield, and to be honest with you, John and listeners, Mayfield might be the most confusing player to put a label on. You don't want to really consider him a bust because I personally don't feel like he's a bust. But, you know, so damn well he's not a top 10 quarterback in the league. But what scares me is the fact that Houston is dealing with a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. You literally just had a game where you had a rookie quarterback throw for 302 yards in his very first game. If Jake Luton can do that to the Texans defense, I'm pretty sure Baker Mayfield can surpass what Luton was able to do on Sunday. That is where my issue lies. It's how can the Texans protect Deshaun Watson in order to get the to, to get this team in a position where they can exploit the Cleveland Browns defense, but not only that, how they're going to be able to stop Cleveland on, 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 on offense. Because like I just mentioned, and like I'm going to continue mentioning this whole entire week, you have a pretty good dual running back system to stop. And prior to Nick Chubb's injury, the Cleveland Browns was one of the best rushing teams in the league. In fact, that was part of the reason why they started off the season. If I'm not mistaken, they either started off 3-0 or they started off, started 3-1. But that is part of the reason why they had that high start. And ever since Nick Chubb went down, the Cleveland Browns had not looked the same. And this was even before Odell Beckham had got injured. That is where my problem lies with this game. Look at the two games that, that the Texans were able to win. Both of them was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The very first game, Jacksonville was playing without, what, five of their defensive starters? And then in the second game, they only won by two points. So I would not be surprised if Houston finds some kind of way to lose this game. One thing that I am looking forward to in this game, and I will place blame on it, is just seeing how Anthony Weaver coaches his defense. Um, it, I was know, very excited about Weaver coming into the season, and I will admit he has had a lack of talent. Thank you. I was just about to say the that. entire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, but I've admitted that before. I've acknowledged that before. He has had a lack of talent uh, on this defense at every phase, um, and so it's kind of hard to be critical of him. But 
if your owner comes out and says you're not going to concede the season, everybody has said they're not going to concede the season, and it doesn't make sense because you would not get a good draft pick. It goes to Miami. But overall, you have the stellar quarterback, and he's not going to concede. He's not in year 10 going through this. He's in year four. So he's not going to concede. Nobody's going to concede. They're going to continue to compete. And so you put yourself in a position where you still have to be evaluated. And it's not his fault that during the offseason when you had the opportunity and money to sign players, you know, your former head coach and GM went for dependable guys who you never have to worry about going to the uh, office for them being late. Um he wanted those good, dependable, blue-collar guys. And, you know, honestly, in, in this NFL, that doesn't always win. It, it rally helps you win. You need some dogs on your team. But he failed to do that, Bill O'Brien, for Anthony Weaver. However, with no conceding, still comes criticism. And I want to see what he does. Now, if he goes out there and calls a heck of a game, like he did on Sunday, I mean, it's not his fault that he doesn't have the talent that he wants. It's not his fault that... Brendan Hargraves got beat like that. It's not his fault that guys can't tackle. It's somewhat, you know, kind of is. I want to see what's going on in their practice. But still, I just want to see the type of game he's calling. I want to see if he's going to minimize what Baker Mayfield can do and not allow Baker Mayfield to maximize what he can do what he got drafted number one overall for. Coming up, before we get out of here, we're going to discuss Will Fuller. Will he leave after this season? Will Houston get a hometown discount? What will happen with Will Fuller moving forward? I think that's very important to discuss as we look at the success he's had this year and if he can stay in Houston and have that success sustained moving forward. I told you guys about Built Bar, how great Built Bar is, but also left out some very important details that you need to know. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, which includes my favorite, the caramel brownie, along with the cookies and cream. My grandmother loves that one. They still have the 12 original flavors, the raspberry, the German chocolate, along with the peanut butter. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And this is for the healthy conscious guy like myself who wants to lose weight but doesn't want to give up a lot of the sweets right you can lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat the balls are low calorie low sugar high protein and high fiber and great for a keto diet and here's another thing bill bar is doing for their customers right now you get a free cooler with the purchase while supplies last which is only for a few weeks or so so, so go ahead and hop on that right now go to billboard.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off your next order Again, use promo code locked on to get $10 off your next order. John, I, I got to tell you, man, I really wish the Cleveland Browns were healthy because I am dying to know why this team is not better than what they are. I, I just don't understand. Well, they're five and three. I mean, I mean they're I five and high. three. That's good for what we expected them to be. I mean, it's not good at that that I expected them. I mean, I really thought at this time of the season, I'm thinking they could possibly be seven and two or something like that. There's just too much talent, too many good names on this team. I I just don't understand. And, and it really baffles me. But, you know, 
talking about well, talent. Remember, you fell victim to them last year. Oh, I did. So, I did. I, I would not hey, lie about that. I think you're a closet Cleveland Brown fan. I'm not a closet Cleveland Brown fan. I, there's no way in hell. Bro, the only thing I liked that ever came out of Cleveland was LeBron James. That's it. There's nothing in Cleveland I like. There's nothing in Cleveland I want to like. Maybe Odell Beckham, but I just find it very odd with the talent that this team has. They're just not better than what they are. But talking about talent, Will Fuller is having a phenomenal season this year, and he is closing in on his first career season, recording over 1,000 reception yards. And despite his on-field production that has been really good this year, I guess the best part about Will Fuller that I keep raving about is the fact that he has been able to play in all eight games. I know I believe it was the game against the Baltimore Ravens. He had a little bit of a hamstring injury, but since that, this guy has been fairly healthy. And Sunday against the Jaguars, Will Fuller proved why Romeo Cannell would not take no more than Deluxe Nucks for his services as, re- as he recorded 100 yards, completing all five of his targets. And of course, he had that phenomenal, that big play connecting with Deshaun Watson for that 77-yard touchdown play that basically resulted in the game-winning touchdown for the Houston Texans. But Fuller's career in Houston almost came to an end a week ago, right before the NFL trade deadline. As we all know, several teams, including the Green Bay Packers, had their eyes set on Fuller, but Houston decided not to move on and keep their former first-round draft pick. In doing Fuller's post-game press conference, he talked about how relieved he was to be able to continue wearing a Houston Texans jersey. He talked about how kind of hurt he was by the organization, the fact that they, they were actually shopping him around, that they put him on the trading block prior to the trade deadline. But overall, he said that he he loves it here in Houston. He loves playing with Deshaun Watson, and he wants to continue his career as a Houston Texan. Now, here's the fun part. And this is where the situation with Will Fuller is starting to get a little tricky for Houston. As we know, Houston picked up his fifth-year option because there was a lot of questions surrounding Will Fuller. Can he stay healthy? Could he be a team's number one target as a receiver following the departure of DeAndre Hopkins? Fuller is going to be a free agent next offseason. And the Houston Texans have somewhere close to $20 million to spend in free agency. I think it's going to be very hard for the Texans to retain his services beyond the 2020 season. And I say that because the contract that he most likely is going to demand from this organization, because they really don't have that much money. You can also think about the possibility of Will Fuller taking a hometown discount, but given his statement about him being hurt about the Texans actually shopping him around during the trade deadline, I'm pretty sure that's going to play into a factor when Will Fuller and his agents start negotiating their next contract. So, John, this really has me wondering, how can the Texans actually contain his services? Because Deshaun Watson said he wants wants him here. Will Fuller said he wants to be here. Romeo Cannell and other members of the Texans organization said that they would love to keep Will Fuller around. But at the end of the day, I don't think the money is going to work in Houston's favor in order to keep Fuller here. Houston will get that deal done with Will Fuller unless some team out there, uh, a receiver needy team, throws a very lucrative deal at Will. I think he'll return back to Houston 
Um, looking at what Houston might have to do because of the NFL revenue loss and the, the amount of money that franchises are losing because of COVID-19, they're going to have to construct this deal a little differently than maybe what they would have done before COVID-19 took place. But they will retain Will Fuller. Uh, I don't think that a hometown discount is really needed simply because of his history. Well-documented history. Um, so far, this has been his best year because this has been his healthiest year. And with that being said, not only are other 31 teams going to look at that, but here in Houston, we're going to look at it because we know firsthand how valuable and how much of an X factor you can be. But over the course of your five-year career, um, haven't really seen much of it. It is what it is. He will be retained here in Houston. I'm not really worried about it. Uh, Deshaun Watson has already said he wants to keep him here. I don't think Will Fuller will get number one receiver money. I can see him getting mid to second tier. I think second tier money for Will Fuller is pretty understandable, especially because Houston needs a number one receiver, and he has proven to be that. He'll be in Houston next year, moving forward in his career. And with that being said, that concludes another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. John, some sports guy Hickman. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. You know, today is Wednesday. Have some wine or whiskey. I don't know. You know, give yourself a Wednesday theme and stick to it. Hump day. Nothing wrong with a couple of shots of whiskey or a glass or two of wine. But most importantly, just have a good day. I think we all just need to have a good day. Until tomorrow, where we're going to have our Locked On crossover episode with the Cleveland Browns. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.